radio high five with the explosion. Now it's time for your one and only source for fantasy football news and analysis. Like WCW, this is where the big boys play. With your favorite hosts, Turtle. Yeah, I'm going to take myself. I will never go against myself. Prime time. He's going to the danger zone. Let's go. And producer Tony. This is the only mic time I get, buddy, so just sit back, relax, and strap it down. Skull, use your podcast as a forum to air grievances. Let me ask you this question. Do you like magic? Already a shitty podcast, like 10 minutes into it. I would not listen to this. Hey, fellas. I love the podcast. Music created by Brian Swanson. Welcome, everyone, to the week 14 preview show fantasy football scoop and poop. We did it. It's week 14, Bishop. How hype are you? Last week of the season, bro. Can't be happier. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh it's it's good times for non-playoff teams and it's it's nervous times for teams going into the playoffs. Uh this is going to be a long podcast, I'll warn you now. Uh we're we're going to talk about all the playoff scenarios when we get to the games. So uh yeah. I'm very tired. I have not had much sleep and I have to talk a lot for the next like hour. So this should be great. It's going to be a very entertaining podcast, and uh, if you don't normally listen, I highly recommend downloading this episode. <laughs> yeah. I made a poll question, and uh, I was curious. You know, Christmas time's coming, and uh, being uh, Christmas drunk is one of my favorite yearly things. So what's the best Christmas drunk drink? I put beer, I put wine, whiskey, and spiked eggnog. And uh, two people voted for beer, one for whiskey, and one for eggnog. I wonder who that could have been. Yeah, that was definitely me. And it's funny because I didn't even finish reading the question. I just saw eggnog and clicked vote. (laughs) And then I saw it was like drunk Christmas. And I was like, eh, whatever. I'll still pick eggnog. So have you ever had spiked eggnog? Uh, Ever? Probably. I think it was a long time ago. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't like beer anymore. Like that stuff tastes gross. Sure. No, I mean, I don't like to get like wasted on Christmas, but like, you know, have a couple, it's Christmas drunk. You got to have like three or four beers and then you're, you're, you're feeling good. You're, you're getting happy with the family. Uh, so yeah, I, I voted for beer. I think it's a, I think it's a good, uh, a good Christmas drink. And uh, as long as you don't have too many of them, then you gotta then you're gonna be pissing all night, and then you're gonna you're gonna want to eat like pretzels or something. So my problem is I like hate Christmas. Yeah. And uh, so if I got drunk, it would just be like me bitter, you know, yelling at my kids like Scrooge. 
<laughs> you know, yeah. stop being happy on Christmas. <laughs> Put yeah, those so. presents down. I'm, I'm bringing them back to the store. <laughs> yeah, there is no Santa. Oh no, yeah, that's right. Did did, did you break <laughs> the news? To uh... uh, no, I was actually waiting for. Hopefully, someone sends an email on what to do because I, I still have not done it. I was waiting for emails from the league to oh. see if they could help me with this. <laughs> Well, she might be 30 by the time uh, she gets one of those emails. So uh, you're going to be waiting a while, I think, buddy. (laughs) All right. Well, since we got got a long show, let's get into it here. Waiver. Wire. Waiver wire. Hello and welcome to the last week of the season's waiver wire recap. Oh, I've been looking forward to this for a while. All right. First off, we're going to start off with Matt's team. Uh, I'm not going to say the name because we'll save that for his matchup. He acquired Travis Homer, running back from Seattle, for $24 and releasing J.K. Dobbins, running back from Baltimore. I'm I'm assuming that guy got hurt, right? The Kenneth Walker? Yeah, Kenny Walker, I think he's got an ankle or something like that. But, yeah, this is a strategic move uh, by Matt here because – Kenneth Walker is owned by Pee Wee, who he's chasing. And look how many fab dollars Pee Wee has. 23, so he goes one more. He bids 24, and he steals the backup. GG. Yeah, there was no other bids, but I I appreciate the the, the cunningness of Matt. You can tell he's he's no spring chicken. It's a seasoned veteran veteran maneuver right there. I wouldn't have even noticed, but yeah, that's that's excellent. Uh, let's go with, uh, next up we got, uh, Robot Unicorn Attack, acquiring Darius Slayton, wide receiver from the Giants, for $0, and releasing Donovan Peoples-Jones, wide receiver from Cleveland. Man. I have no thoughts. Zero as well. Uh, next up we have the Ted Lasso way, acquiring Ty Johnson, not Bam Bam, running back from the Jets, for $0, and releasing our favorite... Domestical hasty <laughs> running back from Jacksonville. Sorry, just stop. You were one week away from getting Bam Bam. Sorry this happened to you. Yeah, he's going to back his ass up back into the bench. That's what he's going. Uh, I have no idea why he did this. Uh, there's yeah, like, he's not in the playoffs. and Right. Like, Is he trying to keep him away from somebody to screw somebody over? I'm not quite sure. Does uh, he literally not have another running back to start? That's also a thing. Oh, that's maybe. true. He that's an honorable move. Yeah, maybe he's just really hurting at running back. Uh because like there's like six running backs in, in, in the Jets, right? And like And got, aren't there bye weeks still? <laughs> yeah, there's a week fourteen bye, yes. Ridiculous. It is. Uh so <sighs> yeah, you're right. Maybe he's he's trying to put together a squad for this week. That could be it. So I guess we'll we'll know when we get to the matchups. But uh that one was just like what the fuck is he doing? Kind of deal. <laughs> All right, now we're down to the free moves. We have uh, Occasional Crotch Chop acquiring Jordan Mason, running back from San Francisco, and releasing Tyron Davis Pierce, running back from San Francisco. So you're swapping out your backups for Christian McCaffrey, I see. Yeah, I thought, I thought like everybody did, that it was going to be that, that Davis Price guy, uh, but apparently it's this other guy, so... Uh, it was easy. Nobody picked, nobody bid on him. I just picked him up as soon as I could and cost me nothing. And lastly, we have myself uh, acquiring the ever-injured Michael Thomas 
wide receiver from the Saints, and releasing some guy named DeAndre Carter, wide receiver from the Clippers. Any thoughts, though? <laughs> yes, you're an idiot. You're <laughs> yes. a damn fool. I don't know what the hell you're doing. <laughs> Do you think I know what I'm doing? This is why I'm in, I'm in the position I am. Uh, Michael Thomas, right? So, like, he can kind of once knew how to play football. He just uh, maybe if he gets on some kind of like off-season program where he takes like herbal medicines and uh-huh. goes in a hyperbolic chamber or whatever, maybe he'll be all right for next year. And maybe he'll go to a decent team with a decent quarterback. Then I might maybe have a keeper. I don't, I don't know, know, dude. Like, okay, he 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 caught like 143 passes in 2019, Bishop, before <laughs> the world knew of COVID. That was the COVID la- was the last time this guy was good at football. Okay, I drafted him number two overall in uh, in twenty twenty. He played one game for me and got hurt. Uh, he missed the entire season. Twenty twenty one, he also missed the entire season, and I think he played two or three games this year or something stupid like that, and then he's hurt again. So, and you already have a Saints keeper wide receiver. I don't know what the hell you're doing. Oh man, I'm still mad at that. That dude sucks. Well, maybe it's a it's a situation. We'll see. Andy Dalton will make a yeah, lot. Of, uh, yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. So, so that'll conclude your waiver wire recap for week 14. All right. Very good. There's a letter in your mailbox. And we do have a few emails. So thank you to everybody who contributed. And we're going to start off with Hattori Hanzo with an email titled Zach Wilson, another Jet. This is the turn it into a Jets podcast. I do. This is like, we're going to be so over in New York. (laughs) (laughs) And it reads, kid is famous for banging his mother's friend and sucking ass. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) But did you know? That this New York Jets, that his, wait, this New York Jets team finished the 21 season with nine touchdowns and 11 interceptions. So I guess he's just, he's just talking shit about Zach Wilson. I'm here for it. Dude, I, as soon as you said the, the banging his friend's mom thing, I immediately went to go look to see if I could pick him up. And I noticed he was already on my roster. So <laughs> this is great. <laughs> Thank you, Micah, for that. Yes, yes. Let's just just keep the jet emails coming in, boys. Uh, this is great. Next email from Dan Kowalski. It reads Ditka, and it says there is a very real chance of a three-way tie at six and eight on top in quotes of the Ditka, and it says hashtag realignment. <laughs> I can second that for sure. <laughs> But I feel like we've gone so long without doing the realignment. The longer we wait, the harder it'll be. I remember, like, like in year three, being like, "These divisions are not balanced, guys. We gotta, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta redraw divisions." And like nobody wanted to do it. And then like, I gave up. Like, cause we, it, it, I, I've, I've tried to suggest it several times, and it never gets anywhere. So, yeah, I was always down too, but whatever. Because, like, think about it. It's like every member in the Balls Mahoney wants to do it, but the other two divisions don't because they have it pretty easy, right? Like, 
nobody in the Ditka is going to vote for this. Half of the half of the Shula wouldn't vote for it. So I mean, like this, it's just never going to go anywhere. So. Well, eventually we're just going to have to, uh, you know, storm the office of the commissioner and dealt with deal with it ourselves. Yeah, I think that's what take it, it into like. our own hands. I, I like yeah, I like exactly. where this is going. Yeah. I think I think uh, Ivica should lead the charge. He seems like a good guy that would. Uh, I was going to say Santino, but yes, Santino. I will also accept Ivica. <laughs> I don't know. Like, if I'm planning a coup, I think I think Ivica is the guy I want. You know, planning everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, planning wise, yeah, definitely. But like humor wise, it's Santino. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next email from Hattori Hanzo, and it's uh, titled frankincense and myrrh and it reads worm had shit myrrh he was too busy watching the clippers to set an optimal lineup and i crushed him beneath my boot heels and kept my dicka championship hopes alive i need to seal the deal against the mad turk bdi this week speaking of myrrh I propose a capital venture for, for Scoop and Poop. We publish a Bible with one edit to Matthew 2, uh, verse 11. I think that's how you read Bible stuff. I don't know. I don't know. Chapter 2, verse 11. I think that's... I went, I went to Catholic school, and I don't remember. Um, <laughs> anyway, it says, uh, We will be printing money when we hawk this on Trinity Broadcast Network and late night infomercials. Down for buying this Bible that Mike is creating. Uh, I don't even need to know what it's about, but sign me. I'll, I'll take a copy. All right, let me read the let me read the passage. Right. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. <laughs> and obviously, he's talking about fantasy football myrrh with their. Most efficient lineup, I think. What is that? Is that what that stands for? Most efficient Man. roster, maybe something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Do you read the Bible? I, I got nothing to say here. <laughs> I, I don't know. I haven't. No. I def, uh, it's just, when you click on merge, it says optimal lineup. I don't know. Yeah, what does MERS stand, stand for? That's what I really want to know. But uh, anyway, I'm buying loads of Micah Bibles, so okay. pick it up. Another email from Hattori Hanzo. You're going to love this one. Oh, great. It's titled Eggnog Shake. Mm, nice. All right. And it reads, On Sunday, I received this top-secret communication with a report that Potbelly had eggnog shakes. Acting upon this tip, I went to the closest Potbelly, which is walking distance from Thunder Dan's restaurant, it was 3.19 p.m., and they were closed despite posted hours that they were open till 4. I hate it when businesses do that, by the way. I yes. I expect this type of lazy bullshit in Italy, but not in America. There was, however, a plan B. Another potbelly sandwiches was a few blocks away, and according to Google, they were open till 9. I made it over there and was able to obtain the eggnog <laughs> shake. Subtle eggnog flavor, but delicious. Recommended. And he says, I give it three and a half out of four Billy Joe Travis child support checks. (laughs) (laughs) 
So were you the oh, anonymous man. tipster? Did you tell him about the eggnog shake? No, I I haven't been to a pot belly in ten years, probably fifteen years. Yeah, uh, I didn't know they had eggnog shakes, but I, I would definitely try to. I'm actually googling right now where the nearest one here is, and it says it's in Tampa. Yeah, about forty-five minutes away. It's not even anywhere near close. I haven't yeah. seen a pot belly in forever. Yeah, I'm gonna say that that's not gonna be worth the drive, but yeah, that's just me. No, I, I mean it doesn't matter. I got a Waffle House down the street. I'm just gonna go there. Oh my god, I would be 800 pounds if there was a Waffle House. Dude, it is so. I I'm mad. It's I, I I looked on a map. It's six miles away. Yeah, and I'm and I'm already peti- want to go online and petition for a closer one. <laughs> like I want one down the street. It's phenomenal. What's your What's your go to Waffle House order? Oh, I I, I try everything. Like uh-huh. uh, like one one day I'll go in and get like the sausage bowl, and then I'll get like the the uh, the what's that called all American thing where mm-hmm. it's just like a little bit of everything. Uh, yeah, I just whatever I'm feeling that day. But I love our Waffle House because like it's an old people area. Yeah. So there's like everything's like normal. Like everything looks like it's like from the 50s. It's kind of weird. Like you know that diner from Back to the Future. Yep. Yeah, it's kind of like that, <laughs> but it's a Waffle House. It's Amazing. great. I'm yeah. a big fan of the the hash brown scramble that they got going on over there. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, I don't go to the South often, so I don't I don't get a lot of Waffle House in my life, but that's something that I would like to change. Uh, last email, again, from Hattori Hanzo. So Hanzo has been, been typing away. Titled Star Trek VHS. All right, you're going to love this one too, Bishop. Nice. And it reads, Santino delivered as expected. <laughs> I will work diligently to obtain a Star Trek film on VHS as his reward. And he he asks a question. Does Santino listen to Scoop and Poop? That's a good question. And it says, let's find out. Santino, please post on the message board or email Scoop and Poop with your preferred Star Trek film. And it says, I bet he will be wise and selects Wrath of Khan or the Undiscovered Country. Or better yet, be a guest on Scoop and Poop and announce it. I would ask if Santino is the most requested guest spot, but we all know the answer. Uh, yes, uh, Santino is always welcome on Scoop and Poop, and I, that's a good question. I don't know if he does listen. I haven't. We haven't gotten an email or a promo from him for a, quite a few times, quite a while. Yeah, I, I would definitely uh, hand over my microphone to Santino if he wanted it. It's it's his, but uh. My, uh, I'm guarantee you, Santino's favorite would not be a uh, original series Star Trek movie. It's going to be Next Generation, probably Nemesis. I'm going to guess. Is that the one with the robot cube people? The Borg. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> yes. What's the What's the uh, one where they save the whales? They have to like go back in time and save a whale. That's Undiscovered Country. All right, that's my favorite because that's one's just goddamn ridiculous. <laughs> I actually haven't seen a lot of the movies. Uh, really? I, I, I was bit, during the pandemic, I binge watched every single episode of Star Trek starting from the beginning. And uh, that was awesome. I, I asked Santino, I'm like, so how do I do this? Right. Do I watch all the TV show first and then sprinkle in the movie before each, you know, changeover from yeah. the next season? And he's like, just don't watch the movies. <laughs> and I was like, okay, really? So I never watched, I never watched the movies. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I think I saw Wrath of Khan like when I was a kid, but that was about it. Sure. Oh, that's like uh, 
Ricardo Montalban, right? He's kind yeah, of yeah, that yeah. movie. Ah, uh, he's yeah, great. Yeah. He's great. Yeah, that, that's a good one too. Um, I, I I think I've probably seen most of the movies. Uh, I, my grandma used to love Star Trek, so like we would always watch them at the house when I was little. So, mm. yeah, I got this like Blu-ray box set of all the movies. I I own it. I just don't. I have never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, you said you guys have movie nights. I mean, try and sprinkle yeah. in some Star Trek in there. All right, I, f- I fucked up. Last week, I mentioned that we did not get a clip from Giuseppe, and we actually did. I just didn't look. So as a treat to all the, the listeners, uh, we're going to hear from Giuseppe twice today because I'm going to play both of them. So let's get to the first one. Hello, boys. Giuseppe checking in from Milan. As requested last week by Tony, I'll give you a quick summary of Italian Thanksgiving. So uh, I was able to find a turkey, and I butchered it and did everything in order for it to fit in the oven prior to cooking it. The, I was able to do all like most of the sides, things like that, corn casserole, which is my favorite, mashed potatoes, uh, gravy, which I made from the 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 broth of the turkey and stuff like that. But it was funny because my coworkers actually Googled uh, things about American Thanksgiving and were like asking me questions about like, oh, are we gonna have this or what about that? First, it started off just to understand like food allergies, but then there was like a genuine curiosity about what Thanksgiving was all about. Um, overall, I think it was, it was pretty cool. Like they all brought wine and like stuff like that. So we ended up having about four bottles of wine on a Thursday. Um, it was, uh, you know, it was a good group of people. I had to kick them out at midnight because the next day we were working and I was tired and had, I was up to almost 2 AM, you know, like doing dishes and putting away stuff and everything else. But overall it was a successful Thanksgiving filled with generally, you know, like American traditions mixed with uh, Italian company. I think everybody had a good time. And so, I mean, sorry, I don't have any like crazy stories or anything like that but that was that was the extent of it the funniest thing was that the italian broadcast network here rye on their streaming service rye play on the sports channel had all of the thanksgiving game thanksgiving football games nfl games playing uh which was kind of weird because it was dubbed audio in italian of (laughs) uh the play-by-play and stuff like that so it was kind of a weird viewing experience but it was at least cool to have uh nfl football on the tv while we're eating turkey so that's my uh thanksgiving report uh good luck guys who are still in playoff contention until next week take care all right again that that was originally supposed to be played last week so you know uh, that's my bad but uh thank you for the the italian thanksgiving report that's awesome that he got to watch football i mean that that's awesome it's really cool. I wonder if that was like your friends, your Italian friends' first like uh, introduction to a, to real football. Uh, follow up with the uh, with another one and let me know that because I'm. I venture to guess that they've seen football because I remember last time I was in Serbia and this is like a long time ago. Uh, there was people there. They were like, "Yeah, we love Chicago Bears," and I was like, <laughs> "What? What? You're in like a poor like village." <laughs> And you were able to see football. Yeah, it was it was strange. But, yeah, I can imagine it's everywhere. All right. And now this is the recording from this week. So let's, let's play that one. 
What's up, guys? Giuseppe calling from Napoli, not Milan. Uh, there is a holiday in Milan this week, uh, Wednesday through Friday, so my office was closed, and I decided to take a little bit of a trip down here to check it out. I've never been here before, and there's a street here that's pretty famous because they do hand-carved figurines of, you know, like the nativity scene and religious figures and political, uh, you know, politicians, athletes, all that kind of stuff, and it's got me thinking about Christmas because we're getting close, and a signature drink around Christmas time is eggnog, and you guys have talked about it, but there's also hot chocolate, and I want to hear your guys' take. What's your favorite type of hot chocolate? The traditional one, uh, traditional one with marshmallows, a white hot chocolate, peppermint hot chocolate, um, or maybe you don't like it at all, which I don't understand how anybody could not like hot chocolate. So love to hear from you guys. What is your favorite type of variety of hot chocolate? Good luck to the teams that are making that playoff push, and we'll talk next week. And thank you, Giuseppe, for for uh, the the uh, audio clips. I'm a traditionalist. I just go hot chocolate, maybe some whipped cream, and that's it. No, like no marshmallows. I don't need any of that stuff. What about you? Yeah, I'm also a traditionalist. I didn't even know they did all that other stuff to hot chocolate. <laughs> when he said the other variety, I'm like, what else can you do to hot chocolate? No, it's definitely just the hot chocolate, bro. I don't like mint things. So, like, peppermint and mint anything is just very – it's like a big turnoff for me. I am on that same level with you, sir. I hate mint. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not all about that mint. So, uh, I would try a white chocolate hot chocolate now now you got me interested in that one i do i do enjoy some some white chocolate every once in a while but yeah yeah nothing else no, no fancy stuff for me just just give it to me raw speaking of giving it to me raw let's talk about predictions from last week and i led the way with six out of six this wow. i mean that that Santino pick, you you talked me into it, and I'm glad you did, buddy, because uh, we got there. I went perfect. Uh, Giuseppe, Bishop, and Turtle all had four out of six. So that brings us to the year long. I am in the lead now with 54. Giuseppe is in second place with 53. Bishop with 46, and Turtle is 39, only 39 correct on the season. Um, I think he's mathematically eliminated at this point. So, yeah, this is a big week for predictions. Um, as we know, this is the last week of the regular season. Uh, we will do predictions all the way through the playoffs, but you know th there's only a couple games that will uh, count towards predictions after this week. So, uh, yeah, you got to make your move here, Bishop. You got you got you got to strike now. Oh, I'm pretty sure I'm not gonna win. I'm I just like throwing uh, whatever the most entertaining pick is usually what I'm gonna go with. All right, so we're gonna go through the matchups and. Before we talk about the games, I'm going to read off the playoff scenarios for each team uh, with either division or wild card or both for some teams. Uh, so bear with me and let's get it started. As always, in the Balls Mahoney, 
And we have my occasional crotch chop versus Nitro Bishop. You got an avatar of a Bears fan with the paper bag over his head. Is that how you feel right now? Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. And I had to Google to find a specific one that had just had the Bears jersey on, which was actually harder to do than you think. But, yeah, I had to find that one. Um, I am a 24-point favorite. So let's talk about me. Uh, I can win the division in several different ways. I can win with a win. I can control my own destiny. I can win the division with a Kowalski loss. Or I can win the division with a loss. And if K-Wall wins, he has to outscore me by 104 points. Does that make sense? You need to, you know, you can win and you're in. Yep. You lose and if Kowalski wins, he has to win by more than 104 points. Correct. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about tiebreakers. So if, if teams are tied, there's a couple tiebreakers. The first tiebreaker is divisional record. So divisional games really do matter in this league. The second tiebreaker is total points scored for, for your team. So, uh, scoring all those points is, might help me out this this week for sure. Um, so yeah, three different ways I can win the division, and if I don't win the division, if all those things happen, if if I lose, K Wall wins, and he sco- outscores me by 104 points, which would be awesome. Uh, I will be automatically be the the wild card. So I am in the playoffs, irregardless, as I like to say, <laughs> and. Uh, Bishop, let's talk about your playoff scenarios. Uh, how's the mock draft coming? Uh, it's coming along. Uh, it was actually really easy to get keepers this year because everyone's team's kind of like terrible. Everyone's got just like two good players, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so it made picking keepers pretty easy. All right. Um, well, I'm not going to say Giuseppe's pick. I didn't get picks from Turtle. I, I think I, I kind of nudged him to saying not to send him in because he can't can't win uh but i don't know i think i'm gonna win i'm a 24 point favorite here i see guys like devin duvernay on your team and george kittle uh both of those guys have injured quarterbacks um Devontae adams oh no i i just saw it update in real time bishop yes you did I was going to wait for you to finish talking and be like, hit refresh, brah. Well, Bishop has turned the tide. He has started Bam Bam Night. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to win by 30 now then. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm still going to win. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just did it for the reaction. But, yeah, you're definitely going to win. Uh, there's – I have no receivers. Although I noticed – the, the Dallas Cowboys guys are going up against Houston at home. I figure they're going to get a lot of work. They're fit. Dallas is favored by 16 and a half. That should be a good matchup. Uh, Kirk Cousins playing the Lions. I'm pretty sure he's historically really good against the Lions. Your Josh Allen is playing against my Jets. Tough matchup. <laughs> so uh, you're still going to win by 30. Yeah, that's, that sounds right. <laughs> All right. Uh, I just... Let's talk about Christian McCaffrey for a minute. We talked about Jimmy Garoppolo getting hurt. And uh, when that happened last week, it was nothing but good news for Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Look for them to run the ball more. 
and also get him the ball more uh, in space in receiving because backup quarterbacks don't like to throw the ball down the field. They love to throw to checkdowns to to wide receiver or uh, to running backs and tight ends. So uh, yeah, I think Christian McCaffrey could could have a pretty big game this week. So and I got Joe Mixon coming back. He's he's missed two weeks for the concussion. So. Uh, I'll look at Giuseppe's pick, and he also picked me to win. So that's uh, a sweep for me. All right, let's go to the next matchup, and this one could be interesting. Uh, we have Turtles New Wave Hookers versus K-Wall's Robot Unicorn Attack. And uh, Kowalski um, can win the division, but it is that outside shot which I mentioned. He has to win, and I have to lose, and he has to outscore me by 104 points. So, very unlikely that'll happen. His best shot here is at the wild card, and that's not even a control-your-own-destiny situation because in order to win the wild card, he has to win, and he needs a Matt to lose. He needs Matt to lose this week, I think, because of a tiebreaker. Um so yeah, Kowalski's eight and five, and he he might not make the playoffs, Bishop. That's how strong the balls Mahoney is. Yeah, so I'm I'm sorry. I'm just looking at what your notes here. Uh, for Turtle, it says he, he can't win the division. He could win the wild card with a win, with a, a you know Turtle winning a Matt loss and outscore Matt by more than twenty. Yes, that is that is the that is, turtle has a shot to make the playoffs. Yeah, I can't believe that. Huh? But there's no way Kowalski can get in if he loses and Matt loses. No, I think because tur- turtle would jump them, right? Yeah, turtle would jump them, and uh, I, I figured all of this stuff out when I was very sleepy. So it, it's very possible that I do have some errors here, but uh, yeah, there is a way for turtle to win the division yes or excuse me the wild card so with that being said uh turtle is a two and a half point favorite in this one over kowalski you believe that um i can i don't believe anything rt sports says (laughs) all right well tell me what's going to happen in this matchup bishop yeah this is going to be a uh let's see here I, i i don't see how Turtle pulls this off. Uh, I think Brady will have a good game. Uh, your son, God, will have a good game. Even though he just had a good game. But, yeah, De- Detroit's going to be losing to Minnesota, so they're going to be throwing the ball a lot. Uh, he's starting Dante Foreman. I don't know about all that. Doesn't James Williams have, like, 20 touchdowns this year? Is Jamal Williams? Yeah, yes, he yeah. does. Yes. Yeah. I don't know why that guy's not in, unless he's hurt or something. But uh, I would definitely play him. And K-Wall's team is starting Raheem Mostert. He was another one of the revenge game duds from last week. I don't <laughs> think he, he got a little bit more carries. I think he got seven carries for 30 yards. So he needs a bounce back game. I don't, Latavius Murray, like, I don't know, man. He still has Josh Jacobs. They're, going, they're playing Thursday against the Rams. Yeah, you know what? Give me Turtle. Why not? I'll take turtle. I'm actually going to agree with you here. Um, 
I I think that uh, Detroit Miami game could be a shootout. Uh, it's a fifty-one over under. Detroit loves to. I mean, they're a pretty elite offense right now. So if if Detroit's putting up thirty points, then that's gonna make the the Vikings put up points, and he's got to the two best Vikings to have. Um, so yeah, I think uh, I think Turtle can actually win this week. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of the of the Lat Murray play. Uh, he he really didn't do much last week. I think he got like seven points. Um, and Josh Jacobs. Like we we've been mentioning, he's been on one leg for the past like three weeks, but the, the tough part for him is he has a Thursday night matchup this week. So, uh, if there's ever gonna be a week where this guy slows down, I think it's gonna be this week. So I'm gonna take Turtle actually in, in this matchup, and Giuseppe has picked Kowalski. So there we go. We got we got some some difference of opinion here in that game. Let's go. To the next matchup, and we have um, Pee Wee McLean's Cologne Rocks versus Matt's Lamb Yourself. Look. If you had... Which is a shout out to Lose Yourself by Eminem. Uh, Pee Wee McLean, this one's going to be easy. He has clinched the division. He, uh, he, can't win the wild card because he's the number one team and he has won the division so that one's easy Uh, Matt however can win the wild card with a win he can control his own destiny for the wild card Bishop Um, there's a couple other ways or one other way I guess for him to win the wild card so if Matt loses he would need some help he would need turtle to win (laughs) Uh, and he would need Turtle to outscore Matt by less than 20 points. Does that make sense? I know this, this gets kind of tricky with the points, but... Yeah, I, I definitely understand. Matt just needs to worry about winning, which will be difficult. But, uh, yeah, even with the loss, he needs some help. Yes. Uh, I will mention here that Pee Wee McLean has a bye week player in Christian Watson in his lineup. He has a injured player in Kenneth Walker in his lineup. Uh, but RT Sports says, eh, whatever. You're still only going to lose by two points, even with that going on. So uh, Pee Wee McLean's going to have to make some moves here. Uh, who do they put in? Um, I guess they I guess put that Rashad White yeah. in that running back. That would be my guess. And Gabe Davis. That's the only receiver he's got left. He's got to play. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's going to be another... Yeah, Gabe Davis and... I, yeah, I guess he could play two two more running backs. I guess he could play Jarek McKinnon and, and Rashad White. But either way, I mean, he, he's, in, he's in a little bit of trouble this week with... Because he's carrying Brees Hall on his team still for, for whatever reason. I mean... Yes, he looked like a good player, but he's going to go half the season with an ACL. I mean, you're going to get him back like week eight or nine next year. I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if that's worth it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. The matchups are pretty bad for uh, for Pee Wee McLean as well. If he does get Rashad White in there, they play San Francisco. That's a tough defense. Uh, Kansas City. That's a tough defense playing 
Detroit or uh, Denver, excuse me. Um, this is this is tough. Uh, oh man! But did you see did you see Matt's team? Yes, I did. Oh boy, uh, Lamar Jackson's hurt, but Justin Fields is on a buy, and Aaron Jones is on a buy. Who the fuck put buys on week fourteen, Bishop? This is unbelievable to me. I, yeah, I, I don't understand it. I hate this league. Roger Goodell needs to be fired. Yeah, we've got guys like Mac Hollins, Josh Palmer, <laughs> and uh, Tyler Huntley in this matchup, which is very weird. Man, this is a tough matchup here. I really don't know what to do. Uh, I, can go, I can go first. Go ahead, go ahead buddy, because I, I, need, I need time to digest this one. Okay, yeah, go ahead. I'm thinking Pee Wee. I'm thinking Pee Wee by a lot. I got a feeling uh, he's going to play You know, one of those running backs, either Jarek McKinnon or Rashad White. <clears throat> I think Rashad White isn't a bad play because I think he catches a lot of balls. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's got nine and six in the last two games, just receptions. So that means even if you're playing a tough defense, he'll get a lot of catches. I think the Kansas City play is going to be actually the quarterback. As, and normally I'm not a Patrick Mahomes guy, but I think this is a good play. Even though Denver's got a good defense, their offense sucks so bad <laughs> that uh, Kansas City might get some short fields, you know, from interceptions, fumbles, stuff like that. Uh, they're going to be punting a lot. Gonna... Sorry, that's my dog. And, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. He's going to have to pick up uh, – Matt's going to have to pick up another – quarterbacks i don't even know who that guy is in baltimore and they're over the over under that game is 37 37 yeah, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> buddy uh i think i'm gonna go the other way i'm thinking i'm gonna take matt and here's why um i think his running backs are gonna be better this week you got ramondre stevenson my guy and uh miles sanders going up against whatever whatever Pee Wee mclean can throw out there and he has—he's also got Tyreek Hill. Uh, I think it's going to come down to defense and special teams, and I'm going to give Matt the edge there with the New England Patriots. Have you seen their game logs, dude? You know how many twenty-point games that they've scored this year? Three. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's keeper potential. Absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's breakout player right there, buddy. So <laughs> uh, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Matt here and. Uh, P, uh, Giuseppe has picked Pee-wee to win, so he agrees with you. So Let's go to the next matchup. And we have Mike's Lucky Lucianos versus Giuseppe's Ted Lasso way. And uh, playoff scenarios for these teams. Um, Mike, with all due respect, I uh, hope you enjoy your offseason. Uh, come back refreshed and charge that battery. And we'll see you next year. Uh, Giuseppe, I wonder uh, how the how the weather is in Italy. I don't, we haven't gotten a weather report in quite a while, so that was a that was that was their playoff scenarios. Get the jokes, pretty good jokes. Oh yeah, I loved it. Mike is a one and a half point favorite, Bishop, and Giuseppe's team really shit the bed last week. Let's take a look at his matchups this week. Uh, we got Jamar Chase versus the vaunted Cleveland Browns defense. I will start Cleveland Browns defense. 
Adam Thielen, which could be a shootout. I'm I'm kind of worried about Mike Evans. Like he has not been jiving with uh with uh Tom Tom Brady lately. On the other side though, there's not not some real good matchups for Mike, but I'm going to pick Mike in this game. I think uh Dak Prescott has a big game against Houston. You saw uh, they're they are a very bad football team, so I think they're going to pile on uh, the the uh, the Houston Texans this week. So give me give me Mike. With all due respect, Mike, I am sorry about your season. It's uh, it's unfortunate, and uh, also it's going to be unfortunate for you this week. I'm going to take Giuseppe, which I don't. You know what? It's funny because I don't think I've picked Giuseppe that much this year. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember saying his name. But anyway, I'm going to take Giuseppe this week. And for one reason only, is Derrick Henry. After his dud performance last week, he gets a home game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And uh, I think he's going to bounce back tremendously. I think a 30-burger is in his future. Mm. So, yeah. I, I mean, I can't I can't pick him as a breakout because he's Derrick Henry. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I really like him this week. Uh, I think Jamar Chase will probably do well. Division game. I really hate that Arizona quarterback, but he's got nothing else to (laughs) – his other one ain't great either. But Mike's just had terrible luck this year. So, yeah, it's going to continue. Sorry, with all due respect. Absolutely. All right, let's go to the Ditka. And yeah, this this could be an interesting finish over there. Uh, there's a very real possibility that three teams end up uh, <laughs> uh, six and eight, and that would you know <laughs> one of those teams unfortunately has to win the, win the division. Uh, uh, the NFC East was like this a couple years ago, Bishop. Do you remember that? Yeah. Bam. For many years, it was like this. <laughs> I think we even renamed that division to the NFC Least. Yes. Yes, we have. There's been several jokes made about the Ditka this season, and let's not stop now. So let's start off with Worms, Team Taylor versus Santino's. You need not look at the standing. Wolf Pup. Uh, Worm cannot win the wild card. None, none of these jabronis can win the wild card. So his only hope is for the division. And there's a couple ways that he can win the division. He can win with a if he wins his game and if Michael loses. That's that's the easy way. Or he could match with Micah but score more than 47 points more than Micah does. So if he loses and Micah loses, he can still win the division if he outscores Worm by 47, if that makes sense. Yeah, I got you. Worm is a 16-point favorite against Santino. Uh, Santino's hurting at running back this week with his guy Tyler Algier on a bye. Uh, I don't know if Santino can uh, recover from this, Bishop. What do you think? You, uh, I feel like you saying Santino's going to struggle at running back this week is like you say that every single week. <laughs> It's not a Tyler Algier specific. But anyway, yeah, I hope he doesn't play Rex. Wow, he needs to pick somebody up. Just pick up anyone uh, and start him. 
Uh, let's see. I'm going to have to go with Worm. I mean, unfortunately, because Santino's on like a winning streak now, beating Micah and BDI. Uh, I would love to see Santino win, but I unfortunately, I don't think it's going to happen this week. Uh, I don't know. Saquon Barkley might struggle against uh, the Eagles. They have a pretty good defense. Yeah, I don't know. That's pretty much all I got. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game for sure. And Worm cannot play the wrong quarterback. So, because <clears throat> Green Bay is on a bye. Yeah, I'll take Worm. Okay. Uh, I think I'm going to agree here. Um, he's getting DeAndre Hopkins off a bye. And he, he should pre- he should get a, a quite a lot of work here against uh, New England on a Monday night. Uh Saquon Barkley, yeah, what did what did he do last time they played Philadelphia? Or have they? No, they haven't played him this year yet. So I don't have any, I don't have a sample size yet. But I do know that DeAndre Swift started getting back into the swing of things last week. Um, he got how many touches? Eighteen touches with a touchdown, and I, like I said, I think that could be a shootout here. So I'm going to take Worm in this one. I just don't see. Uh, I don't see Trevor Lawrence having a, another good game for for Santino, and yeah, I just I just don't think he can pull this one out. So I'm gonna pick Worm. And let's go to the last matchup, and we have BDI's D's nuts. Oh, I should I should mention that Giuseppe also picked Worm, so we swept that one. I should also mention Worm still has an empty roster spot. <laughs> I just noticed. <laughs> That's awesome. He's he's just he's just waiting to pick somebody up, I guess. <laughs> All right, we got BDI's D's nuts versus Serbia, and uh, I got good news, BDI. You can at least show up at least thirty five minutes late to the draft next year. That's your playoff scenario because you are out of the playoffs. You cannot win the division. You cannot win the wild card. You do not have a first round pick. So, you know, like, BDI has been late a few times, so I think next year, like, he, he has a good reason to. He doesn't need to be there. Not really, no. I, I enjoy mocking him, so <clears throat> show up early for that. <laughs> yes. And Micah can win uh, the division in a couple different ways. He can win with a win, <laughs> obviously, or with a worm loss. So if, if either of those happens, he's in. Or a third way, he could lose, worm can lose, and he worm has to outscore him by less than 47 points, if that makes sense. Uh, Micah is a seven-point favorite with a bi-week player in his lineup. Um, I think Micah's going to win. I think he's going to sub in probably... Cam Akers, maybe. Uh, Michael Carter's probably still hurt. Uh, Cam Cam Akers scored two touchdowns last week. I don't know about if you saw that one, Bishop, but uh, they do get to play. The Rams get to play the Raiders on Thursday Night Football. Uh, so yeah, I think I think that's going to be his move. Um, Jalen Hurts is not going to stop. He's he's trying to win a he's trying to win an MVP now because Patrick Mahomes had a, a couple down weeks here. And uh, I see guys like Kenyon Drake and Gus Edwards in the lineup for BDI. So I'm going to go 
with Serbia, and I think Michael wins that division. Yeah, <clears throat> man. Uh, I want to be contrarian, but do I think Zach can do it? I don't know. Um, is Gus Edwards healthy? It's like it. I thought he was. Oh, it says Dobbins might be returning this week. Ah. That's interesting. Hopefully Santino can pick him up. Uh, yeah, he's got a lot of buy. Oh, his boy Cordero Patterson. <clears throat> he can't win without Cordero Patterson. He's got all of this running backs on a buy. This is hilarious. He's starting two Baltimore running backs. Amazing. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with my guy. I, I can't be contrarian in this game. He's going to eventually play, like you said, Cam Akers. Probably. It's a Thursday game. Yeah, I, I don't think he, he can start him, but I don't, he might not even need him. I'll take Micah. All right, well, that's that's all the playoff scenarios. Um, good luck to all those in contention. Uh, breakout player, Bishop. I'm going to go with DeAndre Swift. I think uh, he could have a 20-point game this week. Uh, in traditional Strange Curse fashion, I'm going to pick someone on your team, Tony, and I'm going to pick Jalen Waddle. I think he's going to explode this week. Sounds good. That's going to do it for the week 14 preview show, fantasy football scoop, and poop. Fantasy Podcast now available on iTunes. Also, email us at scoopandpoop at gmail.com.